This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. Hey guys, it is the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, PA. And yes, we got another in-studio guest and maybe the last one for a while with everything going on and all the craziness. Uh, but uh, please stay tuned to whatever we do have coming up here. We got a few ideas to keep things going while wrestling may be taking a break in general for all you fans out there. But in the meantime, please go hit up everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com, IndieWrestling.us, where you can find this and other great podcasts and other great wrestling as well. Uh, with our uh, great partners over there on the Andy Wrestling US and uh, and the Unity Wrestling US network. And uh, please drop us a line if you have anybody you think we should be chatting with. Good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com or 412-206-WMS0. We got somebody. This is somebody that's been, we've been we've, I think we've been trying to get you on for a while, actually. And scheduling has just not worked out. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is finally the debut the debut of Lewis. And he says, nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to get in that studio. That's right. Nothing is going to stop me. Not even a virus. Lewis so. the nerd with us. He's just just had his farewell from Rise Wrestling earlier this month. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> right in the shark. <laughs> Some people ride away in the sunset. I ride away on a shark. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite mug in here uh but anyway so so we just actually we did we just record some extra content for the indie wrestling network because mm-hmm. we got we got you together with some people now social distanced safe everything's been wiped down we're we're taking all the precautions mm-hmm. while we're doing this here as one of our last ones here in the studio for a bit um but hey let's roll around we, we want to talk about that farewell a little bit of course later in the show but first of all uh for people that don't know lewis the nerd uh let's learn a little bit about you uh so so the question i like to kick off with usually is uh what is your earliest kind of memory of uh of pro wrestling so the earliest memory that i ever have um i was very young um i want to say like six years old we were in uh, uh marco island florida with my family we were on vacation okay and uh all of a sudden we turn on the television and all of a sudden next thing i know i see Brock Lesnar taking the big show to the top of the turnbuckle. And I'm like, oh, this is just wrestling or whatever. And then the <laughs> suplex happens and it's like, holy shit. <laughs> like, what I, is this? Like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of hooked from there. Um, the, uh, man, I forget the next time I watched wrestling, but uh, CM Punk really got me hooked onto it. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm always a huge fan of promo work, so uh, just seeing him with the microphone, I'm I was just like, "Yep, he's my new favorite guy. <laughs> he is my guy now." <laughs> awesome. So going from that, you know, you 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 kind of got grew more into it, right? So how did you kind of discover, you know, going from okay, this is fun to watch to I want to get into it? Uh, basically, it started in we'll say middle school. Um, mm-hmm. just. And in middle school was just started really thinking about it. Just, I want to do wrestling for fun, just like on the side. And, uh, then I got to high school and I did research and, uh, typed in, uh, local 
independent wrestling schools. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw the wrestling school for PWX and was just like, okay, sounds good. Mm-hmm. But what I always hear from uh, most of the interviews I see is get your college degree and then go on from there. Yeah. So yeah, I got my college degree in uh, communications at Pitt at Greensburg, which is where they have pit fights. Mm-hmm. And communications degree is basically just getting a second high school degree. So <laughs> wait, wait, wait. it's a little more than that, right? <laughs> it, it is a little bit more than that. But mm-hmm. like, if you took the classes I did, <laughs> okay. Okay. Just like, this is the easiest way to get through <laughs> public speaking. I can talk, <laughs> but good preparation for wrestling as well in the long run. too. Yeah. In the yeah. long run, yeah. it got you prepared. And then as soon as I got my degree, um, decided to, finally contact the wrestling school um Mm. and then i went down there and um i wanted to see the ring first and everything and see everything about it and that's why i met brandon k and crusher hansen and Mm. um they're like do you want to step in the ring and i stepped in the ring and you you know just like uh trying to think of like a moment like if you've touched a holy grail and you're just like ha like one of those moments you're Mm -hmm. just like whoa how uh, i get to stand in a ring it's like when you go to a wrestling show and you're just you say oh that'd be awesome if i go in that ring right now Mm -hmm. i did that (laughs) i was in that ring at that moment it was just it's awesome they told me what the tryout was it was 100 push-ups 100 sit-ups 150 squats run a mile so i was like okay i'll be back and i was gone for three months just Three days or four days a week just doing that exact thing at Lynchfield in Greensburg. Just uh, running a mile and then doing the 100, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 150 squats. And then when it finally came to the tryout, I did it. So that's how that got started. <laughs> so you're getting into it. And, and you know, uh, uh, people have um, an idea of what their persona is going to be. And uh, the word was the nerd persona the first thing on top of mind. No, <laughs> <laughs> that was not entirely what you were going for. No, it wasn't. As a fan Oops. who who was who was uh, 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 captured by CM Punk and Brock Lesnar and Big Show. <laughs> well, my original idea uh, was I every time I would make a wrestling character on a video game, mm-hmm. he would be. Uh, God, he'd be six foot ten, um, two hundred and eighty pounds. <laughs> what's your What's your actual height? Um, my actual height is five ten. Okay, and I'm one hundred and fifty pounds. Okay, and uh, my wrestler would also be able to do a phoenix splash. Okay, so <laughs> all right, and um, and no, not not asking the world. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I would have the expectation of just like what everyone uh, wants to do when they get into wrestling and, and watching CM Punk and Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. badass heel. Mm-hmm. So like the way CM Punk talked and then delivered himself, I was just like, that's awesome. That's what I want to do. And so I got into it. And uh, when we were filming the other content, I told you about how I wanted to be uh, a character named Dustin Brown <laughs> because I was like, God, that is the whitest name possible. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. that name to be an arrogant person and uh to a point where um i actually filmed something for uh, wwe at a competition 
for uh, Show Your Superstar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to do that with the Dustin Brown and, character. And was this targeted at pro wrestlers or fans? or Fans. It was a fan thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, like they had uh, the guy that, the Brock Lesnar guy. Mm-hmm. Like he filmed one. Oh, really? The, yeah. The, 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 the guy that re- reacted to the, Bro- the Brock Lesnar winning mm-hmm. uh, against Taker. Yeah, he made a video for it. And uh, I made a video for it also. And it actually made like a WWE like highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> what happened was the guy who actually won, um, Mama's Boy. So <laughs> Mama's Boy's watching. Mm-hmm. Congrats. But that this competition was sponsored by like Tostino's Pizza Bites or something. So the guy would come out to the ring like, I'm Mama's Boy! And there'd be little people dressed up in the Pizza Bites. And I was just like, what a ripoff! Like... <laughs> You're basically doing advertisements for WWE. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a communications major. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 but still, you got you said you got it in one of the packages, so you got a little bit of TV time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. uh, the package is funny. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the people, um, like there's this one guy who was like wearing a mask, like a lucha mask, but you could see like his eyes kind of looked nerdy, <laughs> like me, <laughs> and he was just like. Oh, what do you say? He's just like, my name is, no, no, no. My name is Fred. And you ever get that feeling when someone coughs in your mouth? I'm like, what is this guy talking about? That guy would be the biggest heel today. (laughs) (laughs) After that. He was, he was just ahead of things, apparently. Speaking (laughs) of that, I just touched my nose. (laughs) Oh no, he touched his face. All right. So I got hand sanitizer with me. We're good. We're good. Honey Badger, who's, uh, I got hand sanny with me. <laughs> we're all set. We're we're we're, we're, we're social distance. He's across the you're, you're six feet away from me. Uh, we wiped everything down, and he's got a hand sanitizer. He's good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> um, so so tell me about uh, getting in the training. We we there's you know a couple good stories that that's on the other project we're we're putting on the network here. But tell me about that that general experience. Um, you know, did you have an idea what to expect when getting into it? Was was it was it harder than you expected? Uh, it, what happened was I said they would do the 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 150 squats, mm-hmm. uh, run a mile. So whoever wants to try out for wrestling, there's your secret for right now. Um, but what happened was they did that, but they broke it up. So they would be like, all right, do 10 push-ups now. All right, now we're going to do 10 squats. All right, now we're going to do 20 push-ups. Now we're going to do 15 sit-ups. And mm-hmm. they kept breaking it up and up and up and up. And um, like I told you in the project, uh, that we were just working on. Um, I was a little bit hungry beforehand and I was like, what can I do? It was two hours before the trial. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna drink a muscle milk. That's going to be the thing that's going to hold me over. And I threw up. I threw up and I was looking at the trash can like, uh-huh. uh, and Brandon K just goes, you can throw up if you want to. And I was just like, I- I'm going to throw up. And so I just threw up in the can and I was crawling back into the ring and they're like, you still want to go? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so it's exactly like you see in the movies from the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so you push back that you're like, you, you still came back. Yes. Still came back. Uh, still crawled into the ring. Uh, Brandon pushed me to do more pushups. He was like, you got one more in you. And I did it. Mm-hmm. This was at the end of the trial too, where they were doing push-ups. They were like, "You got one more in you." I did another push-up. He's got. He went, "You got one more in you." 
I did another push up. He goes, Come on, I know you got one more in you. And I went down and I was pushing and I was like, Ah. And I got up. I was like, Yeah. And he's like, You got one more in you. I'm like, God damn. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I tried. I I went to failure. But uh, uh-huh. yeah. So it was still a lo- push. It was a lot of work. <laughs> so you're getting at it. You're, uh, you're, you're learning the ropes here. And uh, where does Lewis the Nerd? come come up and along the way in your training mm-hmm. so as i was um uh, just training um just trying out different things um crusher said god you look like lewis from revenge of the nerds and had you seen that are you were you aware of this movie at the time i did not watch it okay i had no clue it was the 80s so yeah, yeah. I had no clue about the movie at all. And sometimes if you're coming up with your own character, that's a good thing Mm -hmm. because you can get a basis of what the character is, but not exactly replicate the character. So I, I thought it was an advantage to not know who Lewis was. So just, I started slowly coming up with uh, like little things here and there. I uh, tried doing out different laughs. There was a time where I was training where I did the laugh like throughout the match. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds like, oh, he just laughed during little parts. But I mean, like me running around, like, and I bump and I'm like, like, I'm so the laugh was just a reaction to everything going on. So I was in a kind of like Joker. So, like, I'm in a rest hold and I'm just like, and they're just like, okay, that's way too much laughing. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. need to. You need to tone down on that. God, I make myself laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is there like, like, is there a part where you're just like practicing the the, the nerd laugh in a mirror? Yeah, there yeah. definitely was. But I kind of got a like uh, his laugh in the movie. Um, I, I don't. Know, it's different from mine, mm-hmm. but my laugh is distinctive. Uh, I'm trying to think like. It sounds like he's like, <laughs> like, like, like that. It's like, it's, it's like asthmatic yeah. on top of things, like loud and asthmatic. It's asthmatic. Like, <laughs> and me, I'm like, <laughs> like, it's more up, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It's more joyful. Yeah, it is more <laughs> joyful. <laughs> awesome. So you, 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 you starting to develop this, this, this nerd, uh, your inner nerd. If you will, <laughs> so uh, how how did you know? And this was uh, the school was with PWX, of course, at the time, right? Yes. Uh, going into things, so uh, you, you get into a little bit about uh, that development in, in in your your first match. Tell me a little bit about that first match. Mm, the first match. So uh, at the time, they were doing a whole a whole storyline with the order. Mm-hmm. And uh, that and, and what was the order? That, it was, that was the faction at the time, right? It was okay. a heel faction at PWX. It uh, Brandon K was the leader. Um, uh, Duke was in it. David Lawless was in mm-hmm. it. Um, Lee Moriarty was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Potts was in it. I don't think anyone remembers who he is, but he was he trained with us. Okay, so that's a shout out to him. And so. Uh, basically, the first match that I was supposed to do was against uh, Quinn Magnum. Mm-hmm. And the order was this: how to get into that match, because it doesn't make sense. Why am I picking a fight with Quinn Magnum? This little, we've established this. I'm 5'10 and 150 pounds, and he is bigger than that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a good 6'4", if I recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So... Uh, I come out 
and because I'm just doing nerd stuff, just running around, mm-hmm. and I see the order, and my idea in my head was like, I want to mark out for them. Like I want to be like, I go out there and I'm like, oh, you're David Lawless, you're Duke Davis, <laughs> and I did that, and then they said, you know what? Lewis, we're going to let you join the order. And I'm like, like, you know, marking out over that. And then uh, they said, but you have to punch Quinn Magnum. And then Quinn comes out. And so I punch him once. He does this. The slow head turn like that. And I go to punch him again, grabs my hand and picks me up, throws me down. And I'm like, oh, and uh, actually when he hit me with that, I actually had a tough time getting up because there was a pain like in my groin area after <laughs> that. <laughs> I was like, ah, and like I was like first was that I was like, ah, and I go to get up and I'm like, ah, it's <laughs> pain everywhere. And then he hits me with a choke slam, and mm-hmm. uh, I I did um, push up for that, but that uh, it was kind of dumb to do that because. He picked me up with ease, like I'm a pencil, and so he, the choke slam happened. One, two, three, mm-hmm. and that was my first match. Let's <laughs> awesome. uh, move ahead. Uh, you know, of course, Rise Wrestling. We just had your uh, kind of departure uh, from there, and and there was a lot of discussion about you know uh, that that you were the heart of Rise. You know, throughout this entire thing, you know, I guess, although, again, we talked about with this other project, uh, you were basically there since, well, I think what we were talking about, you, you were, you know, we always say like there was the, the first match was like Lee and Tony, but you were actually on the pre-show. So you actually were the first to walk into the stronghold, uh, Rises Complex when they, when they were kicking off. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Lee, Tony, sorry, I got to take that away from you guys. <laughs> But I was the first person at Rise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, unfortunately, that, no video ev- evidence. I understand, but there's no video <laughs> evidence. Don't let that defunct that. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I was the first person on Rise uh, against Crusher Hanson. We always had awesome chemistry. He was very good with comedy, and mm-hmm. he knew how to be a bully also, which was perfect because I was like, I'm a nerd, and I do funny spots also. It, it just worked every single time. Yeah, and we were on. Um, we established this. What was it? Dropkick? What are we dropkicking? I think it was Dropkick Addiction, I believe. Dropkick Addiction. Mm-hmm. That's right. I forget what we were dropkicking. But uh, yeah, I, we were the pre-show in that also. Mm-hmm. And everyone on that card, they were also great too. And But people came up to us and were just like, yeah, you guys were the best match on the card. I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> so yeah, we always had great chemistry. Mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit about you know rise was your home for you know this what three years if i got the time right three or four three years. or four years yeah. yeah so so what was it what was it about of that atmosphere in that you know again this is you know rise is a uh with a y um we have to establish that in the show because we did talk about the other one every once in a while <laughs> uh but uh you know it, it's this old movie theater in uh the 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 Connellsville area uh, a good good bit south of pittsburgh you know what what made that kind of different than what you saw maybe up at the uh in in mckeesport for pwx um the fact that like it was in a movie theater mm-hmm. like that that sets you up perfect it sets up the environment. It sets up everything. So you walk in and there's a, you know, like a lobby. You can sell your merchandise out there. You can sell popcorn. Uh, you got, they had the screens up, the, the TV screens up there too, promoting the other matches. I'm just like, whoa, this is cool. But you know what's even cooler? Going inside. Like, it's like the buildup to going 
inside of there. It's like telling a st- uh, like telling a story. Uh, I'll get in, ugh. sorry, my mind is all over the place. Like I told you, like when I do a podcast, when I think of something, I'm like, ah, I need to talk about this. <laughs> and you've but, been doing a lot of them lately. So. <laughs> yeah, but it's like Disney World because mm-hmm. I talk a lot about Disney World when I was talking to Brandon K because I know a lot about Disney World. It's telling and, a story. The yeah. second you go into the park, you go in there. And all of a sudden, uh, you're at a train station, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, I wonder what's inside of here. Because they actually cover up Cinderella's castle really good before you even get into the park. Mm-hmm. You can see it when you're like outside on the monorail, but when you're like right outside the park, you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you walk in. Uh, I forget what they called it, but I researched it, but they called it like the like the grand opening or like the first landmark that you see, mm-hmm. you turn that corner and then you're right on main street. And then you just see this castle in the distance. I, did I just compare rise wrestling to magic kingdom? I guess, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but you go into the theater, you go into the, uh, the lobby and then it's just like, Oh my God, then this, this wrestling event is in a movie theater. Then you go into the movie theater you got the movie theater screen in the background. At the bottom of it is a wrestling ring. And yeah, it just all lined up perfect. And I got such a great vibe off of that environment. So yeah, Rise is cool. And it's magical, supposedly. It's magical. <laughs> <laughs> you could say it's the happiest place on earth. Yes. <laughs> um, we, we talked a lot about, uh, you know, again, off, off, uh, off the show about um your kind of build there you kind of came into your own and 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 uh uh, the bookers at rise talked about how they got to this point where they could you had to be on every show like you became a staple with that promotion Mm -hmm. honestly at rise i i kind of planned my schedule around rise Mm -hmm. because even if i wasn't going to be booked on the show i was going to be there Mm -hmm. like even if i wasn't booked because that's that's how I did it at PWX. I just showed up to every show because I was like, I don't know. Am I booked? Am I not booked? I don't know. But I'll be there. Yeah. If you yeah. need me to be there, I'm here. So, yeah, I just came to every single Rise show that I possibly could. And then eventually when the characters started catching on and they said we need him on every show, I was there for it. So, yeah. Uh, one piece of advice, show up. <laughs> uh, Paul Atlas uh, often has a comment that always, I, it, it always sticks in my head um, when we're doing the shows on, on the production that uh, uh, Lewis is the Ricky Morton of uh, Rise Wrestling. I hear that during uh, every single match of mine, which I, to compare me to Ricky Morton, mm-hmm. which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Paul, another vet in the area. Mm-hmm. But one thing I learned from watching like a Ricky Morton match or like listening to uh, anything about it. He looks into the crowd's eyes and like, you know, reaches out to them. Mm-hmm. And that's like, help me. Your cheering will help me. I am Tinkerbell. Clap, clap for me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> I never thought about that. I never thought about that old Peter Pan clap for him. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's just make the fans believe in you staring, like looking, I will look into people's eyes. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they'll like, I'll see the little kid just like look at their mom and be like, he looked at me like, yeah, clap. <laughs> Um, when, when I, I think I first saw you in the PWX days, uh, coming to one of the shows and, you know, just again, you know, I, I try to go to all wrestling shows when I'm, you know, have a weekend off from something and, uh, and, and, and 
you stuck out and I'm just like, this guy's coming out and he's wearing his sports goggles. <laughs> you know and, that you know that's inspired off of? Hmm. Um the movie Dodgeball. Really really? The guy who uh that sucks at dodgeball mm-hmm. and he puts on the glasses before he plays the game. <laughs> so, so that's who that's inspired off of. That's awesome. Because I tried wrestling with the glasses on, like mm-hmm. my regular glasses, mm-hmm. but they just kept falling off. But yeah, and that becomes a problem because then you're like, if you don't have the glasses, that's kind of an identifying trademark. Yeah. So yeah, it's like uh, most uh, the people that wear glasses without frames like indie people mm-hmm. are, not indie wrestlers indie people <laughs> like just like yeah this is a style like a zoe de chanel okay. but like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah i'm just it, like i'm not doing a hipster thing here it's yeah. a <laughs> like if my glasses come off and i'm wearing them to start the match it's like yeah. won't i be blind if yeah. i'm not wearing them right so like yeah that's why i started i, I toyed with the idea of putting something on the sides mm-hmm. but then uh, just walking through dick sporting goods just found racquetball glasses that's what they technically are they're for racquetball <laughs> and if you feel like if lewis is 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 the sporting type he'd be playing racquetball yeah yeah so i've played racquetball before i i played against my mom mm-hmm. uh and uh it was at la fitness and basically i she used to play racquetball a lot when she was younger mm-hmm. and i was like oh whatever i'll just go and play racquetball with her i swear to god she might as well have put on a glove that had spikes on it because i was like why are you wearing gloves it's like <laughs> she crushed me she destroyed You're like me. what am i getting into yeah <laughs> These are my crushing gloves. <laughs> um, you had multiple opportunities, so so it was really kind of surprising, you know. I, and I, and Lewis, you know, seems like that. You know, we we talk about you know that that uh, there was a lot of talk about how you know you're often the first match because that's what gets the crowd into you. Like everybody's really dedicated to you, right? And it was amazing. Like a couple couple months uh, into working with Rise on the video, like and Lewis finds himself in the main event for the champ for the main championship as well and 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 not like it didn't feel like a a we threw this guy in here like you had a good story going into it yeah uh i was supposed to face jackson stone which congratulations to him yes guys some impact wrestling gut check Mm -hmm. uh success lately yep so congratulations to him i was supposed to face jackson stone um he had to cancel because a blizzard came yes and i wouldn't drive through a blizzard so i think he was in michigan at the time right yeah so it was bad and then dates didn't line up for the second time, and there they said, "Let's have Lewis in the main event." And um, I told Marcus this; it was just like the door cracks, <laughs> kick it open, mm-hmm. because you never know when you're going to get these opportunities again. So, so you ha- you had this for 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 uh, uh, you were in the picture for a little bit, had a couple of matches with that, and it, and again, um, you know, had great matches with Lee Moriarty. I know you're talking about that was one of your. Uh, early on, like one of your uh, early on rise, one of your favorite kind of uh, uh, experiences. Yeah, uh, I had a moment when I was in the ring where uh, it's, it's kind of like I, I said this in the other one, but just like the old WWE video games, the commercials where mm. you would be in the ring, it'd be first person, the guy's looking at his hands, and you're just like, "Oh, where am I?" And John Cena's coming to the ring, and he's like, "You." <laughs> 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 and that's how i felt it was uh first um lee came out mm-hmm. and um like i get a big reaction most of the time when i'm wrestling yeah but that was the first time i i was i knew 
it wasn't going to be big for me. It mm-hmm. was going to be all around. Mm-hmm. So it was Lee comes out to his awesome music. So I love his theme song. I don't know where to get it on iTunes, but I want to get it. <laughs> uh, and then Jack comes out and Jack, was, Jack Pollock, Jack Pollock. Mm-hmm. And it was that moment where it was just like, holy crap, I'm in the ring with these guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how did I get here? Uh, Jack had been tearing it up for a while with uh, IWC and other promotions in the greater area. Uh, Lee was uh, really uh, probably just hitting his stride. You know, it's weird to say now. Everything <laughs> going on with him these days. But uh, yeah, he was uh, the first Rise champion, champion uh, a few months into that and, and uh, really kind of hitting that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee is awesome. Jack Pollock is awesome. And uh, when you have two awesome people and you have someone who's trying to be awesome and <laughs> you have an awesome match. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. We have we have some cool details, uh, uh, cool cool fun facts about some of the, how that match came together uh, on our on our project that'll be coming up on the network soon. Um, from there, you got into tag teams really big up until the end here mm-hmm. with Rise. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, getting the 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 kind of inception of military intelligence. Uh, military intelligence. There was a tag team tournament that was coming mm-hmm. up, and uh, my schedule. Uh, outside of wrestling wasn't lining up with rise wrestling. So there was a point for about a couple months or so, uh, where I really wasn't wrestling on rise. Um, because I got married. (laughs) So we've been married for about a year now. Um, Drake and I, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my no <laughs> nah, but uh marcus had an idea now that i know uh marcus had an idea of putting drake and i together mm-hmm. and so we have this awesome quick match and i think one detail no one really saw except for me for my final match and the first match drake and i had after our match ended i grabbed the microphone and i won that match and i go drake you were a worthy opponent. Like I said, it's just like that. I don't know why I wanted to say it. But in the last match, before he has, before he does the Shawn Michaels Ric Flair moment, mm-hmm. instead of saying, I'm sorry, I love you, I have him say, you were a worthy opponent. <gasps> That's what he says. That's great. That, and that was one of those moments where um, I, I wasn't there. I was uh, unfortunately off on a shoot in, in uh, Florida for the weekend. So sad I couldn't make that. But, but I remember uh, having a call with, with my wife who was filming that event and was just like you gotta this this moment this happens they do the Shawn michaels thing they do the rick flair Shawn michaels thing and and it was like it, it was so great you know and and she was very excited uh to have been present for that yeah, um just that match was one of the films that i studied to get ready for that match mm-hmm. and uh the funny thing is um what was it? Ric Flair works a lot of heat on Shawn Michaels in that match. Yeah. And I was, and it made sense because I watched a match. I'm like, Rick doesn't take a lot of bumps because he's old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, And so I was like, Shawn Michaels really put that match together. Well, mm-hmm. so like, honestly, after my match, I felt great. Like I didn't hurt or anything. It was just, <laughs> <laughs> we planned it out so well. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, you had, a, you had a, a pretty good send off there. You had the entire, the the right a lot of your partners in in training mm-hmm. came out they put all the belts on you <laughs> <laughs> that that was funny uh if you rewatch the the clip of that duke puts the one title on me gannon puts the other title on me and put it on my shoulders and tony johnson puts the shoulder around my waist but he doesn't strap it 
So as I'm walking up <laughs> to the rope, he's holding on I saw this. and waddling with me. And I, and I do the whole pose like that. I can't remember if I edited it out, but, but like I, I know I saw it. <laughs> you did a good job. You found the angles of where to hide it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's, it was a funny moment. I liked it. <laughs> awesome. So... You, you you've had this career for the last uh uh four years right yeah, around uh, four i i always say five because i'm just like labor day labor day 2015 was mm-hmm. my tryout mm-hmm. and i just say oh five years so i don't know i'm blunt <laughs> like, i don't line i don't line up the months and everything <laughs> so what's next for lewis you're 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 leaving us in the pittsburgh area i am leaving the pittsburgh area um so to give a explanation, um, because I know on social media after my farewell match, it like you know, no one's. I'm not dead. First of all, uh, <laughs> which you said is a message that you've received. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the stuff looked like I died, but mm-hmm. I'm not dead. Mm-hmm. I'm alive, uh, but I'm not retired either. I'm still wrestling, uh, but my wife is going for her master's degree. Okay. And where she found was at the University of Indianapolis. So she's going to be going for, I always say this to her, I'm like, send me a message of what you're going for, because I forget every time. Uh, <laughs> some, something with visual arts and nonprofit organizations. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's enough. Yeah, that's enough for me. Um, so that was the reason for the move. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to go to the Indy 500 every single year. So I'm a little bit familiar with the area, too. Nice. So... Um, this is a big move that we've been ready for. Um, I mean, we were both ready to leave Pittsburgh. I didn't know or I didn't realize how much Pittsburgh would be missing me. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> just like, oh, my God. Every, uh, like, it was insane. But I'm just moving. It's just going to be a nice little six-hour commute. But, yeah, I plan on still wrestling out there. Um, my match with Cole Radrick was awesome. He's mm-hmm. going to be uh, booking for Complex Wrestling okay. out in uh, the first location was Spencer, Indiana. Got mm-hmm. canceled because of the uh, COVID-19 situation. But I plan on, I definitely plan on wrestling with them. Um, I told Brandon this. Um, what I love about the Lewis character is there's not really a t-shirt that says Lewis the Wrestler. Or it's not really a business card that says Lewis the Wrestler. Mm-hmm. So, um, I and I'm not going to be wrestling forever. So, I I would love to keep building this brand mm-hmm. of just Lewis the Nerd, even if it's uh you know if, if it's entertainment, obviously entertainment, but like entertainment such as like podcasting and like I've told you uh, before, I tried getting in with radio stations to try and be on the air. So mm-hmm. even if it's on the air for the radio stations or television or anything so i mean look at john cena he went from mm-hmm. wrestling to big in hollywood i'm not saying i'm gonna be in hollywood tomorrow <laughs> i'm gonna be like singing you'll, in, you'll find your hollywood yeah i'll find my hollywood i'm gonna be singing into like corn out in indiana <laughs> <laughs> but but that's kind of the game plan just okay. keep growing the brand of lewis awesome so you've been able to kind of workshop like what this is in a wrestling ring and you have that direct feedback of the fan base so and, and I think you you realized the last match that you can also make people cry. That was a scary tool that I should not know about. <laughs> I 
when, when everyone came out and I'm looking at everybody and everyone's in tears, I'm just, I feel like Thanos. I'm like, <laughs> I have this power. <laughs> I must use this for good. <laughs> I, you just look at your hands. Like, <laughs> but, but don't let that take away that I was very emotional that mm-hmm. night as well. Mm-hmm. I was focused on the match, but after the match was over and like everyone came out, that was that was too much. <laughs> that, uh, I've, like some of those moments where you feel like you don't deserve all of that, but yeah. Um, yeah. it happened. Like <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Lewis has been, it's been awesome to watch this journey. Uh, uh, one question I like to end the show on what's the best and the worst thing about indie wrestling for you so far? Um, the best thing I think is the easy answer, which is the fans. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I tell some trainees this also just, Take that little bit of time out, uh, like for intermission, to talk to your fans a little bit more mm-hmm. because you get to know them. And I mean, there was someone at Rise who he talked to me every time. He talked to me about his turtles, <laughs> like <laughs> because I would bring my turtle Franklin into most of my promos. Nice. He's just like, you have a red-eared slider. I'm like, yeah, I got a red-eared slider. So yeah. Uh, take that little bit of time to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally, just if I go into a quick story, um, there was this guy who would, I don't know his name, which I feel bad about, but uh, he would come up to me during intermission every time and say, Lewis, man, you're the only reason why I come. You're the only reason why. And then I lost my match to leave Pittsburgh. Oh, no. And he comes over to me and he's like, I'm done. No. I'm not coming to any more Rise shows. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, sorry, but sorry, Brandon. <laughs> so, Lewis, thank you for the house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They say, Lewis, it's been awesome. Like, like I said, seeing the, uh, you develop and grow and, and, and just amazing seeing you get that reaction out there. It's been, it's been awesome to film your matches over these last couple of years. Thank you. I got to say the bad thing. Oh, the bad thing too. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, if I come up with a bad thing, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit out of left field. Okay. We're, we're gonna talk about the food. The food. The food. I feel like when you go to PPG Paints Arena, mm-hmm. you got a sushi bar. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Dunkin' Donuts. You got <laughs> you got all these restaurants. Let's add some restaurants into uh, some place. Let's get some sushi inside of independent wrestling. Some high-end indie wrestling fooding. I got you. Yeah, let's get uh, Dunkin' Donuts to sponsor a show. So, <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's work on that. Let's work Rather on that. Rather than just a hot dog and uh, uh, french fries, cheese fries. Just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get some Dunkin' Donuts in there. Get some... Uh, Donut breakfast sandwiches. There you go. There you go. They had Chick Fil A at one of the high school shows. Yeah. I remember they they had at their concession stand. Or the, the the high school football has that. Yep. High school the North Hills. Yeah. Uh, high school football uh, concession stands. They definitely do have it because my parents had to work concession stand because my sister was in marching band, mm-hmm. and so that's what the marching band parents do to pay their dues. Let's bring that around. Let's yeah. bring that around. Where can people find you online so they can follow your journey journey out west here? Yeah, like I said, not dead. Uh, you can follow me on social media. That's going to be at Lewis the Nerd on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Just spelt just like that, Lewis the Nerd. 
Excellent. Lewis, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we're going to have to get you back and at least check in with you in a year or so. See, uh, see what's going on out there. We have technology. We have the technology. <laughs> and we have the technology for you guys to check out all the back episodes of the Indie Mayhem Show. Please go check it all out. Again, IndieWrestling.us, WrestlingMayhemShow.com. And please subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher these days i don't like tunes isn't really a thing but i i, I like saying it i've been saying it for 14 years guys uh but <laughs> thank you everybody and uh, until next time please support indie wrestling and stay safe out there this show is a member of the sorgatron media podcast network find out more at sorgatronmedia.com